Hello and welcome to the Diction Police. I'm your host, Ellen Rissinger, an American vocal coach accompanist on the music staff of the Zemperoper in Dresden, Germany. We're back on German Diction this week with bass Torsten Grumbel discussing the aria Oasis und Osiris from Die Zauberflöte, soprano Netta Orr talking about the Wolflied in dem Schatten meiner Locken, and soprano Karin Bandelow giving us a few examples of prefixes with open E. We also focus on glottals in German and review a few things we've talked about before, like the NG sound and some diphthongs. I scrapped what I originally wanted to say here because I found out last week that an old friend of mine, whom I'd first met in a young artist program in 1996, has gotten out of opera completely. It was a big surprise, especially since I first heard about it just now, and apparently he's been out for almost a year after 15 years in the business. We all know that the opera world is tough, and most of us tell young singers, if you can think of something else you could be happy doing, do it. As I've said before on this podcast, when you turn a hobby into a profession, it can become just a job sometimes, and it takes something more than just the love of music to keep you going during those times. Not everyone who gets a degree in vocal performance becomes an opera singer. Not everyone who goes through young artist programs ends up staying in opera, and not everyone who is in opera stays forever. I've run into old friends who almost apologize for changing careers entirely, or for settling down and becoming voice teachers, or even friends who've made it all the way into the Met Chorus, who are apologetic that they didn't stick with trying to have a solo career. Before I moved to Germany, two friends of mine, one an amazing soprano and the other a fabulous mezzo, both cut way back on their performing because they felt it kept them away from their families too much. For some reason, it's easy to feel guilty about where we are, whether it's because it's not where we originally planned to end up and we think people will be disappointed, or because we've gotten there and are now trying to find a new goal to keep us moving forward. I'm going to be honest. There was one point in my life that I thought about giving up this career too. I was in a job where I felt very abused and was working my fingers to the bone, and when I asked for anything, was told, no, this is how it is, and if you don't like it, then you need to find something else. So you know what I did? I quit that job. Many of my European friends were furious with me. One even said to me, but you don't have a husband to take care of you. What if you can't find something else? My response was, if this is what life will be like forever if I stay in the business, it's not worth it. To say nothing of the fact that my American optimism was pretty sure that I'd be all right, even without a husband. And... I found another job where I wasn't overworked, where the music mattered, and I found my voice again. Now, I'm not averse to working hard, and there's something to be said for paying your dues. We all do it, and we all should. We live, breathe, sleep, eat, and drink music for a long time. But there's also having a life. A close friend of mine and I came to the conclusion recently that we human beings spend all of our time trying to get somewhere, only to realize that there's no actual destination. So we have to enjoy life as it's happening, in or out of music. No matter which direction life takes any of us, it's always the right one. Someone said to me just the other day, there are no good or bad choices. There are only choices. And there's no reason to think of what might have been, 
because there's no way to know how a different choice would have worked out. There's no shame in finding a different career, and there's certainly no shame in being a teacher or singing in a chorus or wanting to have a normal family life. I just thought I needed to say that before we start nitpicking our way through German diction. I'll post links to the texts for today at the blog at www.thedictionpolice.com. Don't forget the the. Our first text today is Oesis und Osiris, Zarastro's first aria from Die Zauberflöte. This is something I've been wanting to cover for quite some time because a young coach had emailed me last season asking about where people take the breath in that first line. So be sure to listen for his answer to that in the interview. Oesis und Osiris schenket der Weisheit Geist dem neuen Paar. Die ihr der Wanderer Schritte lenket, stärkt mit Geduld sie in Gefahr. Lasst sie der Prüfung Früchte sehen. Doch sollten sie zu Grabe gehen, so lohnt der Tugend kühnen Lauf, nehmt sie in euren Wohnsitz auf. That was Thorsten Grümbel reading Oasis und Vosiris. And okay, you and I spent a long time deciding whether or not it should be Isis und Osiris or Oisis und Osiris. What do you have to say about that? Also, ich denke, dass äh, Osiris und Isis die beiden Namen äh, Eigennamen sind, ägyptische Eigennamen sind und nicht unbedingt Deutsch. Ja, es gibt einen, einen äh, deutschen Frauenvornamen, Iris, mhm. und Iris ist etwas ähnlich wie Osiris, aber man würde im Deutschen Iris sagen und oh. Osiris, glaube ich, auf, auf Altägyptisch. <lacht> yeah, so he's saying da that... würde ich mir aber anmaßen, Altägyptisch zu sprechen. Das ist nicht richtig. <lacht> <lacht> nee, so what he's saying is that these are two ancient Egyptian names that they've taken into German, but they're not German words. So what we're going off of is that, that there is a woman's name, Iris, which for us would be Iris, And because of that, we're saying Osiris is probably also the open eye at the end. And the same thing with Isis, that the, that the eye should be opened. I guess the question is then, when you sing it, sometimes you can close the vowel anyway to make things more comfortable in any case, right? Yeah, that's is right. Yeah. yeah. So we can, we can always yeah. sing a little more Oisis and Osiris, and you hear that all the time in recordings. You hear the closed. Yeah. Man hört viele Varianten. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, we hear lots of variations on that. The other thing right off the bat in this piece that we get is about where to breathe in this whole first sentence. Where, where do you try to breathe in this first sentence? Es ist sicherlich einfacher äh, zu atmen und man kann auch atmen, den Text deutlich meinen und atmen. Oesis und Osiris schenket der Weisheit Geist dem neuen Paar. So before dem. Yeah, yeah so it's... dem uh, could be a reason. Yeah. Yeah. So what he said was it's you can take a breath. I mean, a lot of people probably try to sing this all in one breath, but it's it's a, it's a difficult one to get through. So it's probably easier to take a breath, and if so, that's probably the best place is before dim noyen pa because a lot of people want to take it either after oisis und osiris where there's no time. Mm. Musically, we want to hear it after schenket, which text-wise doesn't make any sense. Die ihr der Wanderer Schritte lenket. You and I had talked a little bit about these R's at the end. Mm -hmm. Really, we don't, we don't need R at all, right? 
Genau, wir sind hier. Die ihr der Wanderer Schritte lenket. Ja, yeah, so all we need to do is flip the R after the D in Wanderer mm. and Schritt, Schritte. Stärkt mit Geduld sie in Gefahr. And this is something that we come to in this piece a lot. We have a lot of GEs mm -hmm. at the beginnings of words. Mm -hmm. And do you say that more open? Die Geduld. 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 Gedulde dich. Stärkt mit Geduld. So it's slightly open, Val. I think. Mm. Yeah. So it's not too schwa-y. It's mm. not too dark. Yeah. And actually, schenket dir. Do you separate the T's and the D's when they come together? Es sollte einfach sein, wenn man Legato singen möchte, mm -hmm. dass man sie zusammenfasst. Ähm, allerdings jetzt bei Geist und dem neuen Paar, mm -hmm. schenket der Weisheit Geist dem neuen Paar, macht Geist deutlich, indem man es abspricht. Was schenkt man? Der Weisheit Geist, dem neuen Paar. Ja, so in the, in the case of the word Geist, we want to hear the separation between Geist and Dem, because we un, want to understand the word Geist. Und wir können atmen. And we can, and we can breathe if we put the T on there. <laughs> and that happens one other place that I saw here. Lohnt der Tugend. So lohnt der Tugend. Oder lohnt der. Lohnt der Tugend. So lohnt der Tu, so lohnt der... We have time, yeah. Und es muss das Legato nicht unterbrechen. Yeah, it doesn't have to, it doesn't necessarily have to disturb the Legato. And of course, back to back, we get our favorite two vowel sounds. Well, our favorite vowel sound, because it's one, mm. one vowel. Mm. Lasst sie der Prüfung Früchte sehen. So we have the closed one and the open... Prüfung Frö. <laughs> yeah. I think those are the toughest ones for us. Uh -huh. Lasst sie der Prüfung Früchte sehen. Yeah, and then a crazy closed. Sehen. As sehen. opposed to the two open O's that are coming up. Doch sollten, doch sollten sie zu Grabe gehen. Yeah, so we have those nice open O's, but we also, even right at the beginning, have a nice closed one. Mm -hmm. Oisis und Osiris. Actually, I didn't even think about that. This, this O in the beginning of Osiris is also a closed sound. We would never open that. Yeah, es sollte nicht geöffnet sein. Yeah. Oh. So they're both, mm. these are both then closed O's. Oisis und Osiris. It also makes it kind of rhyme. Mm. Man beginnt eigentlich auch ähm, mit einer Farbe, einer dunklen, oskuren Farbe. Es ist ja als Gebet etwas besinnlich, aber auch eine Atmosphäre muss geschaffen werden und ein geschlossenes O hat auf jeden Fall etwas, das rund, etwas Ätheri ätherische Klang. Ätherische Klang, ja. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So what he's saying is that because it's a prayer, we're trying to create an atmosphere, so it should feel round, it should feel slightly dark in this part of your voice, in this, in this piece. Not that I'm saying darken, because I don't like to say darken, but, <laughs> but there are times when you want to create that sense, that feeling. Mm. And actually, I know what, what else we had. When you read this, the first thing I said to you was, don't Tugend and Kühnen, don't, don't those two have to be connected together? So lohnt der kühne Lauf der Tugend. So lohnt von der Tugend der kühne Lauf. Okay, I get it. Deswegen ist es ein Satz und äh, obwohl eine ganze Viertelpause ist, muss man es eigentlich wie ein bis ans Ende bringen. Und die ganze Phrase baut sich auf, so lohnt der Tugend, kühnen Lauf, deswegen 
nehmt sie in euren Wohnsitz auf. Und es ähm, beginnt neu eigentlich, die Phrase. Ganz häufig höre ich auch, dass eine kleine Zäsur musikalisch gemacht wird. Doch sollten sie zu Grabe gehen, so lohnt der Tugend kühnen Lauf. Nehmt sie in euren Wohnsitz auf. So basically it, it, it grows, it, it, cre it increases on itself every time. Mm. So the, the, the first part, Solo und der Tugend, können Lauf. Nehmt sie in euren Wohnsitz auf. So that's where we're arriving at. Yeah. Exactly. Und das ist wie bei der ersten Strophe, stärkt mit Geduld sie in Gefahr. Es ist der, well, it's der Chorus, der das singt. Yeah, the chorus mm. sings it again. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, mm. Yeah, we're headed to this Nehmt sie in euren Wohnsitz auf and they actually relax the crescendo in some ways. Even though they get louder and there's more people, it sort of feels like the music then relaxes yeah. after that. Was ich eigentlich zu dem sagen könnte noch ist, es gibt immer lange, lange Noten. Paar, mm -hmm. lenket, Gefahr, gehen. Man muss die Pausen machen, damit man vorbereitet ist für die neue Phrase. Ja, yeah, to make sure you get this, the rest in after these long notes. Because the tendency, especially in a place like Gefahr, is to hang on yeah, just a, so long that there's no breath, there's no time for a breath. Ja, es geht weiter. Nicht? Das, äh, der Rhythmus muss eigentlich yeah. etwas streng bleiben. Ja, yeah, the, the rhythm mm. has to stay pretty yeah. straight. So yeah. don't, don't take, try to take the time over the bar line. Mm. Take the time before the bar line to breathe. Weil es ist eine Aussage von da nach da wieder. Again, yeah, because this is one sentence from to Oasis par. und Osiris to par. And the second, die ihr der Wandra Schritte lenket, stärkt mit Geduld sie in Gefahr. Yeah, so they're long sentences that take a long time to get through. I know one, one thing I wanted to ask, glottals. Because we start out with two vowels in a row that are not part of the same word. Mm -hmm. Do you take a lift? Do you break between o, o eases or do you sing o eases? I'm breaking. Yeah. O eases. O eases. When I don't break, it's one name. Yeah. And that's not, that's not true. Yeah. It's O, ihr Götter. Yeah. It's eine Anrede wie Herr. Mr. God. <laughs> exactly. Or Mrs. God. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Mrs. Isis and Mr. Osiris. So. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, and, yeah. And the same thing with und Osiris, that mm. we have to break the T to the O. Mm. And this happens actually at the highest part of the song. <laughs> in Nehmt sie in euren Wohnsitz auf. We have the same thing between sie and in. Nehmt sie in. Nehmt sie in euren. And we need that little lift between the two. Ja, man könnte sagen, in Deutschland ist es grausam zerstückelt, aber yeah. ist es nicht. Exactly. You could, you could say yeah. it's actually terribly cut, yeah. choppy, but it's not. It's yeah. actually still part of the legato. Man yeah. muss es wirklich als legato versuchen. Ja, ne? yeah. and the other thing with that is that it's two different E sounds. It's not I in. Nehmt sie in. I in. So we really do get the two different sounds there. Because yeah. again... A lot of us like to hear in foreign languages, we all think that everything's e e e e But in German, we get those straight up and down open eyes. Yeah. We need a good glottis, a good glottis. No too strong, an elegant Yeah, we need an, an elegant glottal stop in that. So that it doesn't disturb the line, but also that it's there. 
that we need the pause between the two words and how the lift. Das gleiche geschieht bei die ihr der Wanderer Schritte lenket. And the same thing happens here in this section, but the interesting thing here is that it's actually the same vowel. They're both the closed e. Die ihr der Wanderer Schritte lenket. Yeah, so again we need that elegant die ihr der Wanderer Schritte lenket. Stärkt mit Geduld sie in. Yep. Sie in Gefahr. Personally, I loved Torsten's answer as to where he breathes in the opening phrase. O Isis und Osiris schenket der Weisheit Geist dem neuen Paar. This makes a whole lot of sense. You will, however, most often hear people breathing after schenket, because musically it makes the most aural sense, and in fact, I found YouTube clips of four noted German basses singing this aria, and every single one of them took the breath after schenket. The coach who wrote me last year was curious as to whether breathing after Oesis und Osiris, which is of course where the comma is, would be wrong. My answer then and now is, we have to stop thinking in terms of things being right and wrong all the time. Sometimes there are choices, and this is one of those times. Sometimes it's more important to go with the music than the text, and vice versa. Depending on the singer and the tempo, who knows? Maybe you could get through the entire phrase in one breath, too, although I don't think I've ever heard that done. If you want, try breathing after Oesis und Osiris and see if it destroys the legato, which is really what we care about in a zarastro. Play with this and see what works best for your voice. As far as how to pronounce the names Isis and Osiris, the dumb thing about this is that somewhere I read that those second eyes should be open, but I have no idea where. If I could find that original resource, I would absolutely quote it to you. So a big thank you to all the people who responded on the Facebook page and looked up Nico Castell's transcription for me. Nico has this second I transcribed as an open capital I, which is what Torsten and I both agreed on. But as we said, and as some people on the Facebook page also remarked, oftentimes, you'll hear this vowel closed slightly for vocal reasons. So play with the vowel and see how open you can make it while still keeping the voice pointed forward. Oddly enough, Nico also transcribes the first I of Isis with an uppercased open I, Isis. But that has to be a typo. Later, when the same text comes back in the chorus, he has it as a closed lowercase I, and I'm absolutely positive that that's the correct transcription. I desperately could not think of the of the English word for Steigerung as we were talking about so lohnt der Tugend kühnen Lauf. So I used every other Ingr English phrase imaginable, like it grows on itself. Silly Ellen. <laughs> the tough thing in this sentence is the grammar. If we were translating this, we would have to put der Tugend after kühnen Lauf to make it make sense. Basically, we're trying to say thus reward the bold course of virtue. But word for word, it's thus reward of virtue, the bold course. In any case, increasing the dynamic of each of these short phrases will help connect them to make a longer phrase, which is something we're always striving towards in music. Glottals. I know we hate to talk about them, and some people will insist that there is no such thing or that they're so bad for us that we shouldn't do them. 
But just like in English, there are certain cases where we do need to have breaks between two separate German words for clarity. And here we have a few places where it's actually two vowels back to back. It's especially important when the vowel is exactly the same as in die ihr, but it also helps make nehmt sie in euren Wohnsitz auf clearer. We didn't mention the one at the end of the phrase, but auf could also have a slight separation from Wohnsitz auf, because it's the separable prefix of aufnehmen. No matter what we call it, a lift, a glottal, a separation, it shouldn't be so big that it disturbs the legato line. As Torsten said, it needs to be elegant. And should you choose not to make the glottal between O and Isis, since it's right at the beginning of the song, just be super careful that the lips don't accidentally make a W glide, O Isis. Because of our O diphthong, it's very easy for that W to sneak in. Our second text today is In dem Schatten meiner Locken, a poem from Paul Heise's Spanisches Liederbuch, which was set by Hugo Wolf and also by Brahms. The late 1800s was a really interesting time period in music because most composers were reacting to Wagner in some way, shape, or form. Brahms chose to use more classical structures and harmonies, although he did create his own innovative stamp on those structures. Wolf, however, chose to embrace that more chromatic musical language and a stronger use of text painting. And the two composers were at odds for most of their careers due to Wolf's extreme criticism of Brahms' music. I had taped this with Netta before I bought my new recording device, so the sound quality is a little different on this interview. In dem Schatten meiner Locken schlief mir mein Geliebter ein. Wecke ich ihn nun auf? Ach nein. Sorglich strählt ich meine krausen Locken täglich in der Frühe, doch umsonst ist meine Mühe, weil die Winde sie zerzausen. Lockenschatten, Windessausen schläferten den Liebsten ein. Wecke ich ihn nun auf? Ach nein, hören muss ich, wie ihn gräme, dass er schmachtet schon so lange, dass ihm Leben geb und nehme diese meine braune Wange. Und er nennt mich eine Schlange, und doch schlief er bei mir ein. Wecke ich ihn nun auf? Ach nein. That was Nette Orr reading In dem Schatten meiner Locken. And when Nette and I were discussing this, we both immediately said we needed to talk about glottals. It would be right to do them. The problem is that if you actually go for Weck ich ihn nun auf, it's a lot of glottals at once. It's very hard and it will be difficult to get a proper legato there because it sounds, you know, very abgehackt. Uh, choppy. Exactly. So you have to find a way to do it because Wecke Himon auf is wrong, but you have to find a way to not be too choppy. Weck ich ihn nun auf. Weck ich ihn nun auf. You can't definitely go for nun auf. That's very wrong. So there you need to have the glottis. So nun auf. Nun auf, we have to do. Weck ich also, because weck ich is nothing. Weck ich ihn, weck ich ihn. Yeah, so it's light, but it's still there. Yeah, it's, it's all there. 
And actually, while we're on that sentence, notice that it's grammatically one of those separable prefixes that we all love in German. Aufwecken. This is one of the few that we actually have the same construction in English. Should I wake him up? So we would actually go to up in the same way that you hear Netta going to wecke ich ihn nun auf. And in that first verse, we have another one. Einschlafen, schlief mir mein Geliebter ein. So you, yeah. it's the same thing. You go to, you connect the, ver the verb by going to the end of the sentence, right? Yeah, schlief mir mein Geliebter ein. Aside from just glottals, we also have things that are connected, like Windessausen. This is not a double S. This is an actual. This is a compound word. So we have to be careful to separate the two sounds, right? The the S and the Z sound of Zausen. Exactly. And you don't have much time for it, I think, in the song. Windessausen. It has to go fast, but it has to be clear that it's two different S's. Because Windessausen is wrong. And Windessausen also. So you have to make sure to have a Windessausen. In the third verse, we have NG. Wange and Schlange. For us in America, we have we actually have two NGs. We have singer, which is just an NG, and it goes when it goes on, it's a soft sound, so it doesn't have a, a hard G to it. But then we also have finger. In German, do we ever have that hard G finger? Wange, Schlange, Finger. You never pronounce the G after the N. It's it's always soft. Nasal. <laughs> but it's always, it actually is the same mm sound in the back of the throat. Yeah, it's at the back, but it's also a bit of the nose, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it is. H's. Now, H's close a vowel, but do you pronounce them when they're between two vowels, like frühe and mühe? You don't. No? You do it just like you said, frühe, mühe. It's Legato, and you don't say frühe, mühe. Mm -hmm. You don't do that. And those are actually that closed U umlaut sound, the lowercase y phonetic letter. Oh, diphthongs. We have diphthongs in English, and we have, and we actually have diphthongs in German. How do you handle those diphthongs? Let me think. Zausen. The first vowel is the more important one, I think. Zausen. The R is longer than the U. Mm -hmm. And with nine, nine, it's the same. And I wouldn't do the E too strong, so you don't go nine. It's nine, it's more of a nine, you know? Yeah, not too close to an E. Close and, e. and the same thing with the U, the U, so auf. Auf, auf. You don't go auf. You don't overdo the thing, the second one. Yeah. Auf, nine, nine. I'm sure you can see now why I chose to put these two completely different texts together on one episode. We're back to glottals again. I have one German coach friend who's a total diction geek, but unfortunately doesn't want to be on the podcast. And once he made the comment to me that Fischer Dieskau never used a glottal ever. So I went to that source of all knowledge, YouTube, and found a few examples where even Fischer Dieskau uses glottals. So you will hear it. I also found several YouTubes of some Germans singing this Wolfsong with varying degrees of glottal. If you listen to them back to back, you'll hear immediately that the ones who don't use any glottals are much less clear. So it's an interesting little study in glottals. 
I want to make one thing clear, though. If teachers and coaches are telling you that the glottal is ruining your line, then by all means, connect it. They're probably trying to work out some other technical point, like the legato or the breath support. These glottals, however you want to call them, are only intended to make the text clearer once you already have everything else in order. We all need outside ears to be sure that what we're doing is healthy. Once you've worked out the technical aspects of singing, this is just another tool in your arsenal that should add to, not detract from, your performance. We talked about Windessausen, and just in case we've forgotten, this is that possessive S in German that needs to be unvoiced, and it can be deceiving to foreigners, especially in a situation like this, where it looks like two S's back to back. And I thought it was really interesting that Netta said that the NG is a little bit in the nose. The N with the hook on the right is actually called a velar nasal, which means that the back of the tongue is against the soft palate, but the consonant itself is nasal. We talk about that a lot in Italian with the GN sound, which is phonetically the N with the hook on the left. That's a palatal nasal, meaning that the consonant is still nasal, but the tongue is against the hard palate. Now, you know I try to avoid these palatal, velar, fricative, plosive words, but in a case like this, it's good to remember that N is a nasal consonant, so all of these variations of N are also slightly nasal. You might have noticed that Torsten very lightly pronounces a few of those H's between two vowels. I have worked with some excellent German singers who specifically told me that it's absolutely necessary to make that intervocalic H. But, as Netta said here, the actual rule is that the H serves only to close the preceding vowel, and otherwise it's not pronounced at all. I thought it was also important to mention these ow and I diphthongs again, because we haven't talked about them in a long time. The ow sound is always spelled A-U, Remember that if the A has an umlaut, this diphthong will sound different. And the I sound has several ways it can be spelled. Here we see a lot of EIs, but it can also be written as EY, AI, or AY. Each of these diphthongs has two options for transcribing them. But in listening to this, it sounds to my ears like Netta is saying the AO as a bright A followed by a closed O and the I diphthong as a bright A followed by a closed E. Our other options are actually what Netta says not to do, which would be a bright A to a closed U, and a bright A to a closed lowercase I, which sounds like E. The English equivalents go to slightly more open diphthongs, so it's something to be listening for. And in this poem, where the only long notes are on the words auf and nein, it's really important to stay on that long primary bright ah vowel. I thought we'd finish up today with the rest of my conversation with Karin Bandelo. In the last German episode, we had talked about the difference between closed and open E's, and this time we focus on some standard prefixes. There's a couple of prefixes that I think are important to know, and they're open. For example, uh, herein and heraus, so, so coming in and coming out. Yeah, so know. the H-E-R is the prefix to it, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Verboten, vereint, 
another prefix would be everything with this er food, so er something. Yeah, and that's the er. Yeah. And to me, the interesting thing about that is when it's the word er first, that means he, then it's closed. Yes. But when it's this prefix, then it's an open one, right? Yes, that's true, yeah. And there's one other prefix, uh, the, uh, z- you would say zet, zet er, z-e-r. Mm, it's like zerfließen, mm-hmm. zerreißen. So that one is, uh, and that one again, they're all open, all of these. Yes. Mm-hmm. And just to compare here again, we had H-E-R, head ein, head up, all of these things. Because, yes. because that's unstressed, it's open. But if you want to say, come here, in German, here, here. And then it's closed, because it's actually the strong syllable. So many rules. Yeah, you're, you're right. Yeah, it's a little crazy. But it's... Uh, the, <laughs> I think that's the, it's probably the easiest way for me to remember it, is to remember when it's that herein, herab, that it's, you know, that it's not strong, so it's got to be open. There's one other word that I feel like we have to talk about in this conversation, and it's spelled W-E-G. Weak. Exactly. When it's capitalized, then it's weak. But yes. if it's an adverb and it's not capitalized, weg. And this is just one that we all have to learn and recognize all the time. Yes. That's something which the German native speakers, you know, are not aware of that. Because you would never ever say that in another way. But for people who learn the German language, it's uh, quite a big, you know, it's a huge difference. So the prefixes we talked about were ER, HER, VER, and ZER. And you'll notice that they're all open. As we said with the ER, when it stands alone as a pronoun, it's a closed E, but as an unstressed prefix, it's open. We had used the examples herein and heraus for the H-E-R prefix, and again, you'll notice that these are unstressed, so they're open. But there are also cases where H-E-R either stands alone or is the stressed syllable in a word like Herkunft, or as we said, hierher. And again, here it's closed. So these are things to watch out for as we muddle through the German language. While the rules for open and closed E's actually exist, as opposed to Italian, there are traps to avoid. And I can't stress enough the word W-E-G. I've mentioned it before on the podcast, and I'm sure I'll talk about it again, probably often, because it's a point that people forget about easily. If it's uncapitalized, you can be absolutely positive that it's an open E, VEC, without any doubt. If it's capitalized, then we have an issue. Sometimes it's only a capital letter because it's at the beginning of a line of poetry. In those cases, always look for an article like der, den, or dem to make sure it's the noun form, because then it will be the closed E, VEC. And that's our show for today. I'm headed to the U.S. to give some master classes the next few weeks, so the podcast will be back mid-November with a few more episodes before the Christmas holidays. In the meantime, if you'd like to know more about Torsten Grumbel, Netta Orr, or Karen Bandelow, 
Or if you have any questions or comments for me, Ellen Rissinger, please visit the blog at www.thedictionpolice.com. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please go to iTunes and give it a high rating so that others can find it and benefit from it. Thanks for listening. See you soon.